Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Ciceri. Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. My name is Laura Ciceri. I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and today I'm interviewing Trevor Miles, who's now at Salonis. For many people, you know Trevor. He's a thought leader in the industry. He's worked at i2 Technologies and Canaxis and spent a little time in SAP and has worked with me on the network and networks. And I want to welcome Trevor to the show to talk about what he's doing today in process automation with Salonis. Trevor, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much, Laura. Thank Tell you. Tell the group a little bit about here. yourself and your movement to Salonis and what Salonis does. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I, I've been a bit of a... Uh, a, a wanderer in the sense of living in many places. My wife is from Germany. I'm originally uh, from South Africa, and we met in the U.S. Our kids were all born in the U.K. I first worked for I2 in Belgium, then the U.S., and um, you know moved around. We've been in Canada, very happy in Canada for 15 years, but now we're empty nesters, so we're looking to kind of rediscover our European roots, as it were. And what can I say? Portugal has lovely weather, lovely food. Uh, it's close to many other places. Um, so this was a key decision. Associated with that was also work-wise. Uh, Salonis is based in Munich. And uh, obviously, Munich's a lot closer to Lisbon. Sorry, Lisbon's a lot closer to Munich than uh, Toronto is. So... This makes a life a little bit easier from a work perspective as well. Well, Salonis is growing very, very quickly. They were only formed uh, about five, ten years ago by a group of students at the Technical University of Munich. Since then, they've been growing around about two to three hundred percent a year. Now, about eight hundred people. They have a, an evaluation of well over two billion. Lots of recent uh, investment from very important people. So it's it's been a fantastic journey to see and observe. And to be quite honest, I knew very little about them about this time of last year. Uh, they don't really touch supply chain or haven't up to now. So it was with some surprise when I, I saw some key people that I knew moving to Salonis. And one of them invited me to join Salonis. So... Part of the interview process, actually, uh, Laura, was to talk to some customers and uh, customers doing really important things in supply chain. And uh, I've been absolutely staggered by how much some of the customers are doing already in supply chain. So this was a key decision point for me, especially as many of the customers, what they described is uh, Salonis has helped them and greatly with the analysis, so understanding their current state. But they were very keen on moving with slowness to operational applications, which means uh, making decisions at an operational level using slowness rather than understanding uh, how they've been performing. So those two are uh, opposite sides of the same coin, but this was really a driver for me to join them. Well, thanks for the explanation because, Trevor, when I talk to people about Salonis, they're like, how do you spell it? They've not heard about mm -hmm. it. And it's mm -hmm. sort of a missionary cell because, you know, we've automated transactional systems. We've had 
decision support for advanced planning that's grown up around theory of constraints. We've talked about lean and flow, but we've really not automated it. And you talk about this concept of friction, you know, Uh friction around customers, friction around order to cash, friction around manufacturing. Uh How would people use your solution? And can you give me some case studies or kind of tidbits about use cases? Yes. So, uh, you you know, I I can't, uh, for confidentiality reasons, reveal too many of the actual names of customers. I mean, in in the sense of their use cases, there are a few that are published on the Internet. But I wanted to give you a more broad uh, sort of description. So, first of all, you know, customer list includes ABB, BMW, GSK, um, you know, there are lots of large, large customers who have... um, decided to do process mining, as it's called, using Salonis. So the question is, what is process mining? So as you stated, you know, there's been over the last 30, 40 years, a very large deployment of solutions within organizations. And in that process of uh, deployment and, and use, people leave digital footprints, so what uh, Salonis does is go in and look at all of those digital footprints and see how processes are actually performed. Because you know how systems get deployed, a group of people sit down and they decide what the perfect uh, process is and they go into an ERP system and configure it and all of this type of stuff. Uh, but then once it's in, the ERP is up and running, everybody exports data to Excel and then goes massages the data in Excel and brings it back into the ERP. So the key question is how is the process actually being performed? And there are two aspects to that uh, question. One is, what is the flow of information or materials through the organization? And the other one is the effectiveness or efficiency of performing those processes. So process mining can actually surface both. We know in the supply chain that master data, kind of uh, the MRP and the routings and all of this, sorry, the bill of materials and the routings kind of describe what you think you're going to make and where you're going to make it and how long it's going to take and all of this type of stuff. Um, Well, we go and look at all of the transactional history and work out whether the material actually flowed in that direction, uh, whether you actually sourced from certain suppliers, uh, and in the the proportion that you'd anticipated, whether the items cost as much as you thought they were going to cost. So all of this information can come through and process mining. Now, a key part of it that would be different from, say, a a, um, BI tool is the flow. So one of our customers has actually discovered that – in a case where they have three ERP systems and supposedly some approved flow of materials in the pharmaceutical supply chain, that in fact that's not how the materials were flowing, that they were flowing in a non-compliant fashion. Now, of course, this is a big, big problem for a pharmaceutical company because of the fines and the liability associated with it. But this was very difficult to detect because, you know, everything seemed to be correct in the uh, the master data. So we do some smart matching of material flows and all of this, and this is how we could detect the true movement of materials versus the assumed uh, movement of materials. So that's one side. The other one would be what's your throughput? Uh, you know, what did it actually cost? How long did it actually take you to to perform those tasks? 
And the last one would be, how did you perform the task? Because I talked about material flow, but the same thing could be true, for example, uh, order to cash, where in one key example we have come up with is, you know, how long does it, uh, or how many um, orders are forced to go through credit checks? And in one particular customer's case, 80% of all orders were going through credit checks, leading to very long uh, processes uh, before the order was approved, meaning that the material was actually delivered late. So through the analysis, they worked out that they only needed to actually send uh, 5% of these orders through uh, the credit check, considerably improving the on-time delivery rate. So, uh, you know, many of the examples that we would go through, uh, you know, because this is where Salonis is focused up to now, are adjacent to supply chain, particularly in order to cash and procure to pay, uh, which are more financial uh, processes than pure supply chain processes, but touch on that. But as I said, you know, many of the customers were very interested uh, or have already started a lot of activities. Uh, one of them is looking at the paint shop and can connect its aloneness into the MES and within 10 minutes can identify quality issues on the on the paint line and uh, redirect uh, manufacturing uh, to improve those those problems. And those problems could be quality, it could be throughput, it could be many of the problems, but within 10 minutes of analyzing the, the actual movement of materials through the uh, supply chain or the manufacturing process in that case, identify where friction needs to be removed. So you use the term friction. The last thing I just want to pick up here, how it relates directly to supply chain. Whenever we run an MRP or we run an APS or we run any of these other tools, a key thing that we do is extract data from master data. So the question is, how accurate is that master data? And I want to pick up on two aspects of accuracy. One would be, you know, the average because let's face it, when you've only got one number, you you typically pick the average. But the other one is variability. So one question would be, so how far off is the average from what you've got in your ERP system? And I can tell you that one particular case, working with a customer, uh, they thought a key component's delivery lead time was five days, and we showed them that in the last uh, two years, they'd never had a delivery lead time that was much under 13 days. So every time they issue in a purchase order, they buy in the material late. And guess what that means? You know, excess expedites and all of this to try and get the materials on time. The other important point is, I said, you know, in most of the cases, it was around 13 days. Well, how variable is it? Because that variability is a direct driver of how much inventory you need, etc. So being able to reduce the variability has a massive impact on your supply chain of in terms of the amount of inventory you need, how much uh, buffer capacity you need, all of these types of things. So um, I would say that in most cases, when we've just been able to surface the variability uh, of the uh, different KPIs we've been measuring for our customers, they've been staggered at just what that looks like because most uh, people in supply chain understand immediately you know, maybe from lean principles, uh, Kaizen, whatever it is, that variability is a, a key driver of cost and a poor performance in supply chain. So these are some things that 
people can start with immediately in, in using Salonis to do. And then as we build in out solutions to then connect the processes, because, you know, a key thing I keep on saying to people, there's a good reason why the word chain is in supply chain. It's a bunch of interconnected processes, and which gets us to flow. It's no good just optimizing one process because this might have an impact elsewhere. Of course, it's better than not optimizing that process, but uh, you might not be optimizing the place that's causing you most friction. So a key part for us is to identify those highest areas of friction, and the friction might not be in the actual process, but the impact that process has elsewhere, uh, and therefore uh, link those processes and create much more flow. Uh, so smooth movement of materials through the supply chain is the key to me. In so I love the of idea of automating flow and friction. And mm-hmm. I want to encourage you, Trevor, to come back and let's talk about as you adapt and move forward with more use cases. I wish you the best. Thank you for joining us. Thank you us very today. much. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. <laughs>